Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. I am your host, Lab Monkey, and today I would like to do a fairly short and sweet episode regarding relic levels. Now, this is dovetailing into the previous episode that I made where I discussed the changes to Grand Arena and Squad Arena, with the crystals being all moved from Squad Arena into Grand Arena, and how the matchmaking system no longer punishes you for increasing your top-level GP. So with that in mind, uh, theoretically we are now free to increase our relic levels on important characters as much as we wish to do so. Uh, and in fact, it will be beneficial to do that. Uh, with the caveat being that this is still a resource management game. And obviously, uh, unless you are a super Kraken, you will not have enough resources to do that for every character. So you still have to be judicious with who you're taking up and who you're deciding to leave where they are. But we're going to kind of leave the judiciousness uh, aside for a little bit for this episode. We're going to pretend that we have basically unlimited resources and we're going to discuss which characters would really benefit the most from taking them to very high relic levels. And by high relic levels, I'm talking R8 and R9 mostly. So uh, some of you may listen to this episode, and after I'm done with it, you may check my account and be like, wait a second, this guy said to bring this guy to R9, and his is only R5. Well... Yes, and, and like I already alluded to, um, this is a bit of a hypothetical exercise. Um, I'm obviously not going to have all the resources necessary in order to do everything that I want to do. Um, and so I still have to, to, to play that, that management game, just as uh, everyone else does. But uh, with that in mind, if you do have... It, a favorite team uh, in this game that you just absolutely love over everyone else, and you want to kind of get it to the maximum level that uh, uh, that it'll operate at, uh, this might be a good uh, episode to listen to. And uh, moreover, if you are one of the top Kyber One players in the game and kind of already have all the toys and are looking for those... Uh, first characters to move all the way up that'll help give you a boost uh, this will also uh, benefit you i think so without further ado let's go ahead and get into my list of characters so the first one that i wanted to talk about is jedi master luke and i really want to look at taking him all the way to relic nine and the reason why is well there's there's several reasons why first of all because he is a tank and Relic 9 gives uh, a lot of benefits to tank characters. Uh, so much so, in fact, that uh, Jedi Master Luke gains something like 30k protection with the, with the boost from 8 to 9. And normally that would be a pretty good reason to do it, but uh, since Jedi Master Luke's lead special ability that is granted when he's the leader does its damage based on his bonus protection, this is a massive increase, not only in protection and for survivability, but also for damage for his team. And what that ends up turning into in, in actual gameplay is uh, his counters to the current top meta, such as 
Jedi Master Kenobi and Lord Vader. Those go from shaky at best, or kind of 50-50, depending on how RNG goes, to basically 100%. Um, just because you're doing so much damage, uh, and it's true damage, <laughs> so it's not really mitigated by anything. Um, so, outside of that, he's fantastic in light side territory battle at R9. Um, I can tell you this firsthand, I have him at R9 myself. I did it, <laughs> ironically, just before these changes were announced, because I think that uh, having him at R9 is just that good. So, if you do have the capacity to get a character to R9, I definitely think he should be at the very top of your list. Moving on, uh, I wanted to talk about Commander Luke Skywalker. Uh, he's been around in the meta, hanging around the A-tier teams uh, for forever. And uh, they keep adding characters to his team to keep him relevant. And his team right now is still quite, uh, quite a menace to be dealt with, whether it's uh, on offense or defense. And... I would strongly consider, if you have the resources, uh, I would recommend taking him all the way to R8. And uh, the reason is simple. His mastery uh, gives him bonus health, uh, and it also gives him crit damage, gives him armor, and uh, I believe it gives him just regular damage as well. So, yes, regular damage. That's actually very important. And so the reason that uh, you want to consider taking him to R8 is because when he's in the team with Chupio, and he should be, um, if you're taking him to R8, that is, uh, Chupio actually shares a percentage of Commander Luke Skywalker's stats with the rest of the team. And so if you increase those stats, uh, like health and like damage, they actually also get shared to the rest of the team. So the entire team gets more health and more damage. Uh, so he is actually quite a, uh, a nice investment if you want that whole team to kind of um, reach its full potential and damage it. will make your gas counter extremely easy. Uh, it will also make it a lot scarier, especially in 3v3 if that ever comes back. Uh, Commander Luke Skywalker is, is a one-man wrecking crew uh, in 3v3, and taking him to R8 along with 2PO and 3PO in that team is can make it very difficult for the normal counters like uh, like the Imperial uh, Trooper trio that uh, typically does counter him. Uh, so uh, speaking of troopers, Dark Trooper is also a candidate to go to R8. And uh, the reason is simple. He does one thing. He punches things really hard until they die. And taking him to R8 makes him punch harder so that they die faster. Um, in, in practicality, R7 is good enough for about 95% of the ways that you'll use him. But again, in 3v3s, there are some very tanky CLSs out there. There are some tanky uh, Sith Empire Troopers out there. And uh, if Dark Trooper isn't uh, strong enough to get through them in a timely manner, then your Trooper counter does fail. So R8 is definitely a strong consideration that basically takes all the RNG out of it. Um, and allows your troopers to get a win as long as you play them correctly pretty much 100% of the time. Uh, the next candidate that I would recommend taking to R8 would be Ki Adi Mundi. And this isn't going to be relevant for everybody, I understand. But uh, if you've made, if you and your guild have made the investment and taken the time to acquire this character at seven stars, he 
he gives extremely good return on investment in terms of relic levels. So much so that people have been commenting that he is a completely different character, even, uh, even from R5 to R7. R5, he just simply doesn't do enough damage uh, to warrant taking him over other attackers. Uh, but at R7, his mastery gives him all the stats that he wants. Damage, crit chance, and armor pen. Uh, those are huge, huge stats for an attacker that t- attacks twice to get. Um, and every relic level obviously gives him those. Um, R8, um, I- I've heard several streamers say that when they took their uh, their Kiati Mundi from R7 to R8, they noticed a huge jump in damage, and that's not necessarily the case with a lot of other characters. R7 is just fine on most of them. But uh, Cam is kind of a whole different animal. So uh, the one other consideration, remember uh, I said earlier that his mastery gives him increased crit chance? He is a low crit chance character. He needs a ton of crit chance in his mods in order to crit consistently. And so every relic level that you give him will put uh, an ease on the the mods that you need to get him at 75% or greater on the crit chance. So keep that in mind as well. Um, moving along, let's talk about a couple more Galactic Legends. Uh, Sith Eternal Emperor is one that I highly recommend that you get to R8 when possible. And the reason is simple. Uh, Sith Eternal Emperor is an offensive GL almost always. He counters all of the different Galactic Legends with the exception of Supreme Leader Kylo, and even then you can make a a weird expensive team that actually does still kill him as well. Um, But for the most part, especially in GAC, uh, Sith Eternal just needs one babysitting character, sometimes two, and he's good to kill an entire team with a Galactic Legend in it. Um, but he can only do that if his health and survivability is high enough to withstand the initial barrage from the enemy team while you build up your ult and get to fry them with spaghetti lightning. So um, 180k health is kind of the target on C. If you can get to 180k, you can kill most things. That is difficult to do uh, without premier modding um, at R7. Uh, at R8, it's a lot easier, and uh, you also get that nice uh, extra 10% health and protection bonus from his Galactic Legend Unique that isn't calculated in the uh, um, in the bot that you look at. So that gives you a nice, healthy, extra boost of stats. Um, so R8 is really where you want to take him, uh, because most of uh, your high-level opponents are going to have R8 and above on their rays, uh, on their JMKs, on their Lord Vaders all of the characters that you look to, uh, to counter with this guy. Uh, similarly, Ray is actually a character that I would consider taking all the way to R9. And uh, the reason Ray is such a good R9 candidate is because, again, her mastery gives her everything that she wants. She wants two things above all else. She wants offense, and she wants health. And her mastery gives both of those. In addition, there's that Galactic Legend Unique that I just mentioned. Uh, Her getting 10% bonus health is huge. And uh, the third reason is because her Whirlwind does get stacking damage according to every relic level. And and it's a percent stacking. So it's something, I forget what the percentage is. I think it's like an additional 7 or 8% damage for each relic level. So um, 
with the increased survivability and the increased damage that she'll be able to do, she'll be even greater threat to um, all your opposing Sith Eternal Emperors who are looking to counter those run-of-the-mill rays with, you know, 180 to 200k health and, like, around 9 or 10k offense. You get her to R9, uh, she's going to be up there, like, 220 to 240k health uh, with good modding and something like 11.5 to 12.5k offense. And Sith Eternal Emperor has a hard time with those rays. So um, she's not the very tip-top of my R9 list. Uh, JML gets that nod. She's probably not even my second uh, on that list. I, I would put characters like Lord Vader, Piet. Um, those would be my other two kind of top-tier R9 considerations. But Ray is definitely in the top five consideration for all reasons mentioned above. Um, moving along, let's talk about Maul. And we're not talking about the crappy Darth Maul character that we've had in the game forever. We're talking about Conquest Maul the guy that goes with Lord Vader and also leads his own team. Uh, I, I would take him to R8 if I could. And the reason, again, is because his mastery is so good with his character. It gives him both health and damage, the two stats that he absolutely loves, and it allows you to uh, do a couple of things. Uh, first of all, his Seething Rage stacks up even, even harder. So it allows the gas counter uh, to be a lot uh, smoother when you're using him as a Mandalorian lead. Uh, um, and for those of you that don't know, the trick to getting the gas counter somewhat consistent is to sit gas down with three seating rages uh, so that your fourth and fifth can actually kill the enemy fives. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then the counter doesn't work very well. And so R8 Maul definitely helps you to, to get there a lot easier. Um, and uh, the other reason is because Maul loves to go with his buddy Lord Vader, Crispy Anakin himself, and uh, because um, Lord Vader wants his teammates to have super high relic levels so that he can stack the mastery uh, from them, just kind of the way that his kit works. So you're kind of getting a two-for-one special when you take them all, all the way up to eight. Uh, moving along, let's go with, uh, we'll go with two more characters, and then I'll give you two kind of bonus, like not quite top ten, but still wanted to mention, mention them. Uh, so the first one is uh, Kylo Ren Unmasked, and he's, he's a character that, uh, you know, if I had unlimited resources, I would absolutely take to R9. And uh, the reason is, A, because he's a tank, but B, uh, the way that his kit functions is uh, the more health he has, the more healing he does on enemy hits. And uh, R9 gives him a huge chunk of extra health. Um, in addition, he is the pilot to one of the best ships in the game. And uh, any sort of counters, that, sketchy counters with the finalizer that you might need to do against Negotiator, let's say, uh, in Grand Arena, I promise you, you're going to need to do that at some point. R9 crew will absolutely help with that uh, by pumping out extra damage and keeping him a little bit more survivable. Um, but as far as the character goes in the game, uh, the, the stat boost just makes sense for what his kit does. Uh, so I would definitely put him on the consideration list. Uh, the, last, uh, the last character uh, that I would look at would be Malik, and I would love to take him to R9 as well. Similar reason to uh, Malik is a tank. But also Malik's kit, just uh, if you add extra health and protection, and, and you're doing both of those with R9 on him, um, if you're, you're adding that extra survivability, he is gaining larger thresholds for where his, uh, his drain 
hits. And uh, when he gets down to that third threshold, when he's in the yellow and red, he's still going to have a lot of health to chew through, and he's going to be crit immune, basically, with all the crit hit immunity he gains uh, when he's low health. So Darth Malak is definitely a strong consideration for R9. If you have the resources, he will completely box out any of those cheaper counters that your opponents might need to use. Um, and he will make it very difficult on an Imperial Troopers team as well. Um, if they're not prepared for it, if they don't hit the counters, if they don't get the RNG exactly right, an R9 Malak can make that fail, or at least he can steal more banners. Um, and so, yeah, Malak is definitely a strong consideration just because of his kit and his tag. So, um, I'll give you a couple bonus characters here. Um, I know I already mentioned CLS. Um, Han Solo is definitely an R8 consideration. Um, he just gains so much damage from his mastery. Um, every relic level he gets, uh, he becomes more and more of a monster. And uh, for a reason similar to CLS, he makes the gas counter much more reliable the higher le uh, level his relics are. Um, the only drawback, the reason I didn't put him in my uh, top 10 consideration is because CLS shares the stats and Han doesn't. Um, but Han is an excellent high relic character. Um, obviously, he's required at R6 for uh, Jedi Knight Luke, I think, or Jedi Master Luke, one of those two. Um, but uh, taking him all the way to R8 is absolutely worth it. Um, so the other character I'd like to throw in there would be Old Daka. And Daka would be a consideration to go all the way up to R9 if I had the resources. And the reasoning is simple. Um, you invest in her, the one character, and you've basically invested in the entire Night Sisters team. So it's similar to CLS and the fact that CLS is sharing his stats with the rest of the team with Chupio in there. Um, he's making the entire team better. Daka is basically just like preventing her team from dying or preventing her team from losing, let's say. Everyone else can die. But if Daka doesn't die, Daka's bringing everyone right back. So um, in practicality, she's making your Grievous counters a lot more consistent. She's letting you make that sketchy JTR counter with the heroes that you sometimes see in Territory Wars. You can do that a lot better. And uh, there's a possibility she might actually allow you to uh, finally beat Tier 3 of Secrets and Shadows Assault Battle too. Although that's certainly not confirmed. I'm just speculating here. In a similar uh, vein to Daka, uh, I would consider Jolie, and not R9, because Jolie's actually not a tank, but R7 Jolie is surprisingly resilient and surprisingly um, difficult to plan for. And uh, I threw this in as kind of a bonus at the end, because I've, I faced an R7 Jolie fairly recently, in I think the last 3v3 season that ran, uh, and he was with uh, Jedi Revan and... Um, I forget who else. I think it was old Ben. I took a standard Jedi Knight Revan team in there with R8 Yoda. Could not kill Jolie. R7 Jolie with good mods is no joke. And uh, for you high-level players out there who are looking for a little bit of extra surprise, a little bit of extra punch with your uh, uh, with your Jedi, Jolie is actually a, a pretty decent idea to take to high relics. Uh, Mine is currently only at R3, that's where most people's hang out, but R7 is not a bad idea if you have the resources. Okay, so um, that is going to be the end of this episode. Uh, I hope it's at least given you some food for thought. 
Um, remember, the, the, this episode is really only the result of uh, the difference in matchmaking that's occurring, uh, where it does not penalize you for high relic levels like it used to. So uh, it's really just a way to improve your roster. Um, hopefully, uh, you can balance this sort of improvement along with making new teams as well, because uh, let's face it, 22 teams in Kyber is a big ask uh, for really any account, uh, but especially those of us uh, around the 6 million GP uh, range who just you know don't have the characters yet. So consider that. Don't, uh, don't go willy-nilly applying all these relics just because I talked about them in this episode, but you know, um, just consider it. And uh, when you're build building out teams, if, if you've got a favorite one, uh, such as Rebels, maybe, uh, or, you know, maybe you just really love First Order, um, think about taking those tanks or those those key characters uh, up uh, an extra relic level or two. I think you'll notice a really big improvement in their performance, and you might actually catch out some of your, uh, your opponents who aren't used to facing something like that. Okay, uh, so this has been Lab Monkey. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will see you guys in the next one.